Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Real Estate Talk is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice. Please consult your trusted financial advisor, real estate professional, or attorney before making any real estate or financial decisions. Please remember when following advice, your results may vary. And all information covered here is not intended to cover all aspects of the subject material, but rather a sample of issues the hosts and guests consider important. And now, Real Estate Talk with your host, Victoria Rivadinera. Each week, Victoria gathers some of the best minds in the business to provide both professionals and non-professionals with the inside tips and tools to make smarter deals. Whether you're a buyer or seller, Real Estate Talk will give you the competitive advantage you need. And now, here's Victoria Rivadinera. Thank you and welcome to Real Estate Talk. Our mission is to provide credible information from top experts to help make better decisions when buying and selling real estate. We live video stream from the WOR iHeart Studios on Facebook.com forward slash Victoria R-I-V-A every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're watching us right now on Facebook, like us. Send us some love. Just hit the little button. We like love. We want to know that you're watching. Send us some comments. We do follow the stream. We also, uh, we also live stream on WOR uh, 710, and our shows are on AM 710 WOR every Sunday at 5 a.m., and our podcast can be found at retalkradio.com. I'm Victoria Rivadonera, and I've been in the real estate industry for over 25 years. I'm a New York State licensed real estate broker, a New York State certified instructor. I'm also a business development officer for Stewart Title. And I wear lots of hats, but today I am wearing the hat of your host on Real Estate Talk, and I'm here with my co-host, Paul Oster, who is the nation's credit repairman. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Excellent. Thank you for having me on. I'm so glad you're here with us today. You'll be co-hosting with us as we move forward. I'll do the best I can. That's awesome. So what's our topic today, Paul? Our topic is um, strategic partnerships and business relationships and what it really takes uh, to grow a business using uh, relationships. And we're also going to touch on uh, the best practices uh, for hiring the right candidate uh, for a professional in the real estate industry. That's awesome. And, of course, we have Lior Aldad here with us, who is our attorney, and he gives us the legal perspective. I told him that you were coming, and he said, I have to be on the show then because we never know what Paul's going to say. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. Well, glad to have him here. <laughs> He's you. awesome. He's awesome. Thank uh, you. Hi, Lior. How are you today? All right. Fantastic. Looking forward. Yeah, this is a great topic. Absolutely. I love this topic. So who's our guest? Our guest is uh, Ralph DiBagnera, who is the Vice President of Residential Home Funding Sales Division. Uh, and Ralph's a you know pretty dynamic guy. He established the Consumer Direct Division uh, as a response to the evolving needs of clients. Uh, this is the Division of Residential Home Funding that offers a network of affiliate programs and incentives uh, based on the professional associations uh, of each client, a single example uh, of the multitude of ways that Ralph has prioritized and prizes the needs of each and every client. So 
The Consumer Direct Division under Ralph's guidance uh, and upon his broad shoulders has gone on to serve clients in uh, 13 states in the Northeast. That's hey awesome. Guys. Very impressive, Rob. Yeah, that tried. is very impressive. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for being here. I love this topic, and I, I love that you are here with us and, and talking about this, and I know that you have a lot of people that you have great relationships with over the years, and I'd like to shed some light on that as well. Um, there's an old saying, though, Ralph, that says that it's nothing personal, it's business. I actually do not agree with that at all. I think that all business is personal, and I'd like to know what your thoughts are on that. I tend to agree with you with that. I think that I don't need you to personally like me, but I want you to personally respect me. And to personally respect me, we have to do good business. Yes. So I think for me to 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 say to kind of shove it off like it's not personal, it's business, is just kind of making the relationship go in the wrong direction immediately. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. You know, I um. I really treasure the relationships that I've had over the years, and I'm very proud to say that there's many relationships, business relationships that I've had, and personal relationships too, but business is what we're talking about now for the last 26 years, and from the time that I started in real estate, I still have those very strong relationships. I still am very friendly with the very first broker I ever worked with. That's something. There's something to be said for that, and I, I really am very proud of that. Yeah, and I think that even for myself, I think I wear it as almost a badge of honor when I can tell somebody I had a relationship for 15 years. I'm in the business yes. 18 years. When I when I can tell somebody I've done business with this person since my first day in the business, again, it's, I feel like it's a badge of honor. I want I want to always be long-term thinking, and I think that if you're always thinking long-term, you're going to make sure you're not burning bridges and you're not killing relationships in the short term with bad decisions. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you said that about the, the bad decisions and killing relationships. There's a lot of people in our business that burn bridges and I don't understand why they do that because it is a very small industry. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Whatever industry you're in, you're always going to see the same people over and over again. And we don't all have to get along. But like you said, we all do have to respect each other. And that that is something that I feel is very important. And being a strong business person doesn't mean that you're ruthless. You know, when you're ruthless, that's actually a sign of weakness the way I say it. When you're kind and you have empathy, and, and you're caring, and, and you do the right thing, that's usually the strength, because sometimes that's hard to do. Yeah, sure. I, I totally agree. And I think it, all of what you're saying goes back to just good communication. I think a lot of relationships are burned just by bad communication, just by not communicating at all. So I think that more than anything, just becoming a very good communicator will make you into a better business person. I agree. How, how many relationships you think have been wrecked just through text messaging? Oh, okay. Because it has no... <laughs> you know, emotional uh, part to it at all. So people read a text message and they immediately could go in the wrong direction. And then it's hard to bring the person back and say, that's not what I meant to say. Well, pick up the phone and, and call people is is my message. Yeah, you're 100% correct. I, you, it's, you think it's an old school way of thinking, but it's not. I always say, pick up the, just pick up the phone. A conversation that'll take you 25 minutes over text message could happen in 30 seconds over the phone, and you'll know where each other's coming from. You're right. Text message, email, a lot of stuff gets misconstrued. Yep. It definitely does because they're reading it in the tone of the mood that they're in at that moment. It has nothing to do with the emotion that you're trying to push through. And, you know, they're just reading it in black and white. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Lior, what are your thoughts? I do the same thing. I, I always, always ask my clients to call me up. And I much rather explain to them on the phone versus try to write something and then I don't know how they're going to interpret it or, or accept it or receive it in which in the tone that I can I'm able to express myself and tell them the information is by far more by far more effective. 
And regarding uh, long-term relations, absolutely. I mean, I got clients calling me up from 19 years ago saying, oh, you know, you represented us when we bought our first home, and now we want to sell it. We've been so happy with you. 19 years later, they still remember you, and they still have a relationship or a comfort zone to come back to us and, and, and maintain what we have established and created and built. So relationship is, is the key and the magic to, to business, to success, to your your personal life, to your business life, no matter what, it's, it's a crucial. And, and burning your bridges is silly. I agree. You know, all business is about people. Right. It doesn't matter. You know, everything that we do in life, you know, we're selling something, you know, and if you're going in for the hard sale and, and the ruthless person that I talked about earlier, you're never going to win. You're never going to build something that will be everlasting, you know, and I personally believe that business is always about the people. People do business with those they like and those they trust. So basically, they're aligning with your values, always. You know, and I think that's how it really affects the consumer, because this is a consumer-facing show. So we really want the consumer to understand why are we talking about business relationships. It's a trickle-down. You know, I always say, especially in this business in New York and New Jersey and the tri-state area or whatever, um, there's a lot of people with their hands out when you're trying to do business with them. I want to make relationships to make relationships. I want to make relationships so when I call you, you'll help me just because we have a relationship, not because I'm paying you to do so or or the other way around. So I think – and that's what affects the consumers more than anything because if I'm paying you to help me, there's a trickle-down effect. It's going yeah. to make the cost high for everything. So Paul is a great example. I have a, great, a good relationship with Paul. I know if I call Paul, I have a relationship. He, he's going to do what he, he can do to help me. And that's, that's 100%. Just, right. So I think that more than anything – yeah. I'm especially, glad you touched yeah, on that, yeah. too. Especially the younger you know, f- people, if you're listening, um, just think about it this way. You can't be transactional. You know, your relationship isn't based on the next deal. You know? it, so it has to be an ongoing you know, situation. And I, I always think about the saying, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. Go together. I love that so, saying. And, and when you walk into a networking uh you know, uh, situation, you can always tell the people that have that same mindset because there are some people that want to, they just, they want to be alone in that setting. And they, they're, are they afraid of competition? Are they afraid of, you know, talking to somebody and sharing their ideas? And to me, that's just crazy. And that's, you know, from day one, we've built our business on strategic partnerships yes. and, and, you know, I'm a member of, of NAXO, which is the National Association of Credit Services Organizations. And we share our ideas every single day with other reputable credit repair companies across the country. And I'm not afraid to tell somebody, hey, this is what's been successful for us. You know, they're not going to steal our clients or, you know, do something. So it, I, I just always find it funny when people, you know, don't react that way. Yes, I agree with you. And we see that a lot in the real estate industry because we tend to share our inventory. So I always say that we never compete with each other because we only really compete once. Hey, when we're you're going the buyer the agent one day, you're the seller agent exactly. the next day. Exactly. <laughs> if you get the listing and I don't, you're looking for me to bring the buyer. So we work really well together. So I'm always surprised when people are exactly the way you just said, you know, hiding, you know, hoarding all their information I don't want to share with you. Because really, technically, no one can ever take away your your clients. Right. They can't steal them away. The only way that they can steal them away is if you don't have that strong business relationship with them. Agree? Agree. Yep. We, we have the same thing in, in our industry. Uh, I think that, 
at least for my, for my experience, every time there is a deal summary sheet being presented and circulated among the brokers and the lawyers, right? For some reason, I don't know why, but I, there's always a response, oh, nice to work with you again, Lior. Oh, so nice to see you on the deal sheet, Lior. Oh, what? You, you get a favorable response because you've built a relationship with these lawyers. You know that you're going to be working together in the future. It is not in any shape, way, or form a litigation matter, right? It's, it's supposed to be an amicable way. Your client wants to buy. My client wants to sell. I'm not in any adversarial trying to compete with you or take your clients away. We're trying to reach a, a document, a contract that is equitable and fair to both sides, and we're trying to consummate the transaction here. We're not trying in any way to see who is the smarter drafter or the smarter lawyer, right, or the more the person who will advocate better for their client. I mean, you ha- there's, there's, of course, limits, but overall you have to make sure that we're working together. We're here for, to achieve the same objective. Your client wants to buy at the end of the day. My client wants to sell at the end of the day, right? So as long as you're protecting your client's vested interest in the transaction, I'm not here to fight with you. And, and, and many times, by the way, I go out of my way and I tell the other side's lawyer, I said, look, uh, let's, let's, let's hold off. I mean, I know you're screaming and, and upset and everything, but look, I'm not trying to. Let's I'm find. not really sure why you're screaming, trying <laughs> yeah. to get to a common goal. Because the guy had a bad day in the morning. I don't <laughs> right, know why. Right, right, right. <laughs> he missed his coffee. But, but I think, listen, let's, let's find language that both of us can live with, that your interest is protected, and, and I'm able to convey to you what I'm trying to say. And, and communication. You know communication what? is where it's I at. Think, I think it boils down to mutual respect, no matter what yep. industry you are, credit, real estate broker, lawyers, mortgage, whatever you are, I think it boils down to respect and communication. Communication. And, you know, we align with people who have the same values as us. So when you said, I don't know why they always send me these wonderful emails after our closing, I can tell you why. Because, yeah, this is Victoria's Secret, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is all about, you know, who you are and your, your communication skill. You know, when companies dominate in their industry, if you look at any of the companies that really dominate outside of real estate, outside of, you know, uh, credit or being an attorney, in any, any industry, it doesn't matter. Look at Nordstrom's. What is Nordstrom's really known for? Their customer service, right? They're synonymous with customer service. There's a reason for that. It's not because they train better. It's not because of any of those things. What they do is they hire the right people. They hire people that align with their values. They hire people that have empathy, that have character. And those people, when they're squeezed and they're in a situation, they're not going to lash out. Because right now, when you said, why was that guy screaming when he calls, the whole nation is angry. We're always right. looking for a reason to have a fight He screamed at the someone. person at the Starbucks that morning. He screamed at his dog. You know, right. his, Kicks the dog, yeah. yells at the girl yeah. at the, at the dog, Starbucks. Stupid dog, wants to go outside. I think, I think maybe this is a question for all of you, but perhaps, maybe, right? Do you think that social media and people enjoying to play video games more and people enjoying being on the Internet more, people enjoy being communicating via text and emails more these days, right, prevents them from establishing and building the character or social needs that we used to have when we didn't have the Internet. Or I used to play a game. If I want to go play ball with you, I would go downstairs and play basketball or soccer with you. And and these days, no, you'll be in your home and I'll be in my home via a computer screen and Internet. 
and we're communicating via machines. So, so I think social media is the biggest oxymoron ever, right? Right, antisocial. It's antisocial. Yes. Um, and I unfortunately had to spend some time yesterday with our accountant on tax day, and he told me a story about his friend's father, and and we got onto the to- topic by you know talking about what we're talking, and he said, you know, I never went to Jeff's house after the last day of school because his father shut the cable off. His father shut the cable off from the day that school ended until the day that the school started. So and there was a reason for that. Over the whole summer, he said, go outside. That's right. Maybe you'll find a friend. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the, the kid couldn't say that he needed the Internet for school anymore. So right. they had no cable. They had no Internet. And every single day, his dad said, go outside. Maybe you'll find a friend. That's what's missing now. And I do agree with you, Lior, that the social media aspect has changed our world. Through the development of social networking sites, we now live in a society that discounts the importance of real-life communication. Well, you mentioned being squeezed. Yes. It's good to get squeezed. Absolutely. Because if the first time that you get squeezed is in front of your employer or in front of a customer – or, or someone that you're looking to do business with. You get to see what that person That's is really you, made right? of. We're all... But Wayne Dyer says it best. Wayne Dyer says that if you take an orange and you cut open the orange and you squeeze it, you can squeeze it uh, by hand, you can put it in a juicer, you could squeeze it in the morning, you could squeeze it in the afternoon. Whatever you do with it, it's always going to provide you with orange juice. It's never going to give you apple juice. It's never going to give you pineapple juice. And the reason for that is because what's naturally inside of it, when squeezed, will come out. Same thing with people. When you squeeze someone, you put them under pressure, what's naturally inside is going to come out. You know, and that comes down to the communication. And We're lacking that now with the millennials. Um, a lot of them grew up with social media. They grew up with you know, video games. They're not really out there making real-life friends. Yeah, I mean, I think it gives people an excuse to disconnect from the world. Yep. You could just live through your social media. But it also, in my opinion, presents an opportunity for those people who use it for the right way or use it as an informational purpose, and then you connect like you used to connect. You know, more than anything, we're looking at companies like Quicken Mortgage or all these other companies that are trying to make the process be very automated. Every process, whether it's mortgages or real estate, whatever, they want to make it automated. I've seen it as an opportunity to do stuff face-to-face, more stuff face-to-face, because I think that... That's become outside of the norm. Social media has made that, and, and doing things faster has made that outside of the norm. So I think doing stuff that way makes you unique almost at this point. And I, I see it as an opportunity. Oh, I agree with you. I think you should use it use it to the best you can. In other words, send an email to document or ask somebody to send you an email if you want to document something in writing. I agree with you. However, go for coffee. Go out for a drink. Go for, go for lunch together and, and sit face-to-face. You can't hide behind the screen and expect to have the same relationship that others do when you are at a party or when you meet for dinner. or It's just it's not the same. It's similar, but it's not the same. The, the level of communication is by far more, in, I think, closer when you are heart-to-heart speaking to each other. And, and, and furthermore, I think the other thing is, is, is how many people do you meet that you say nowadays, if you're, if you're active on social media, that you say, that's not the person I thought I was looking at on social media. When I met them in person, they were a completely different person. I think that happens all the time. I think you're viewing 
people's social media account, their pictures and whatever they're doing your own way with right. your own. But it's all perception. It's too. all perception. Correct. It's your perception, but it's also the perception of the person on social media because they can become whoever they want you to think that they are. Like I thought Ralph was a French model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we invited him to the show. Maybe I should just leave that at this point. It just <laughs> but what we found out is that he's an Italian model. <laughs> Isn't that right, Ralph? Yeah, yeah, on the side, just on the side. All right, well, we we are going to go to a break right now, but when we come back, Ralph DeBugnara, did I say it right this time? Perfect. (laughs) DeBugnara is going to tell us the myth behind millennials and what they look for in a professional. I'm Victoria Rivadonera, and you're listening to Real Estate Talk on WORAM 710. Hi, this is Tom Marinero, the president of Residential Home Funding, a top East Coast mortgage company. Now is the time to buy a home before interest rates go up. Lock in with a low rate today or turn your current home into an asset by cashing in on its equity. Why rent when you can own? Why not get cash out of your home now? So call me right now at 1-800-636-LEND. And as a bonus, if you call me right now, I will waive all of my lender fees. That's right, zero lender fees saving you thousands of dollars. This offer is for purchasing or refinancing a home. Call me and learn more at 1-800-636-LEND. Residential funding is part of the New York and New Jersey Departments of Banking and Insurance. Our NMLS number is 36152. The number once again is 1-800-636-LEND. That's 1-800-636-LEND. This is Paul Oster, the nation's credit repairman, and I want to help you improve your credit. As the CEO of Better Qualified, I've helped thousands of people over the past 10 years. I'm the credit expert for Fox Business News and all the major networks. I'm a certified FICO pro that uses the consumer laws to help delete negative information off of credit reports. We have a debt elimination program that focuses on the laws surrounding collections, judgments, and charge-offs. You could be entitled to up to $1,000 per violation. Call now for your free credit consultation, 888-533-8138. That number again, 888-533-8138, or visit us on the web at betterqualified.com. Every loan has a story, a family, and a dream that fuels it. My name is Jacqueline Sendra, mortgage loan originator number 39117, specializing in first-time homebuyer financing and an array of mortgage products. We recognize the importance of competitive rates and a custom-tailored mortgage loan to suit your needs. United Northern Mortgage Bankers LTD celebrates over 37 years of mortgage banking success. Allow us to help you achieve your dream of homeownership by reaching out to me today at 631-478-2706. Again, 631-478-2706. United Northern Mortgage Lenders LTD, NMLS number 7230, is an equal housing lender and a licensed mortgage banker located at 3601 Hempstead Turnpike Suite 300, Levittown. New York 11756, New York State Department of Financial Services. For more real estate talk, download our free podcast at retalkradio.com. Now back to Victoria Rivadinera. And we're back. You're listening to Real Estate Talk. If you're tuning in now, you can hear our entire show by going to our podcast found on retalkradio.com. We are here today with Ralph DeBugnara from Residential Home Funding. And Ralph, before we went on a break, we told everyone you were going to tell us what the millennials are looking for in a professional. Sure. Um, I think the perception out there a lot of times about millennials is that they're impatient and they're self-absorbed and they're going to move around. Entitlement. Entitlement. Um, Living with their parents. Exactly. (laughs) The truth of the matter is, is that they're getting married later. They're starting families later. So they're more willing to take a high-risk job 
with high reward rather than take that low risk job they're going to have for 30 years. That's what I found. I found that they, they want to be entrepreneurs. They want to be more in control of their destiny. They want to be passionate about what they do. And it's sometimes misconstrued as being something else. But more than anything, they're willing to take more risks because they don't have a family. They're not going to get married until they're in their mid-30s. They're not going to start right. a family until later on. So they're much more willing to take risks and be younger longer than, than, than people in the past have been. So what are they looking for in a professional when they hire an attorney or a real estate agent or they're looking to clean up credit from their student loans? What, what are they looking for? I think more than anything, they're looking for a partnership. They're looking for somebody they can have a relationship with that they feel like they're in control of their end of it and somebody that's going to help them grow. That's what I found. Uh, I think they're looking for a situation that they may be being a little bit impatient that's going to grow quickly. And that's some of the times where the impatient comes, impatience right. comes in. But I think more than anything, they're looking for a partner, a business partner. They're so they're not really truly looking for that instant gratification that everyone says. They're really looking for the skill. And I, I think they're looking for something they can grow into. I think if, if you have a millennial that works for you or you're looking to hire somebody like that, it's more giving them the idea of they'll have control over their careers and they'll be able to grow. If they feel like they're in a position where they're not going to be able to grow, they're going to be stuck and there's not a growth opportunity, that's when they're going to leave and go somewhere. They're willing to leave for that. If they, if they feel like it's not a growth opportunity. You, you have to use it to your advantage. If they're looking to be on the fast track, you know, give them the rope. And if they can handle it, then it's a win-win situation. You now have a young, upcoming star in your organization. And if they can't handle it, then you're both going to realize that very quickly also. So a lot of their, you know, some people call them flaws, are actually good qualities if it's handled the right way from you know, the uh, employer. Yeah, that's right. a great way to look at it as a business opportunity, whereas they're going to make it or break it quickly. Yep. Right. Take yeah. the energy that they have and yeah, put them in the right direction. Yeah, they have lots of energy. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I want to stay on the millennial topic because we talked about texting earlier. Sure. And we talked a little bit about social media. And millennials, they grew up with this. They don't know any other thing. They know texting. They know um, how to hide behind emails and, you know, not really go out there face-to-face you know, they, they're not out there campaigning. They're not out there shaking hands, kissing babies, looking you in the eye. They're not doing that. How is that affecting our society? I think more than anything, it's, it's again, it's, it's that disconnection factor where they feel like they can hide behind it. Uh, you know, when I speak to people, and especially millennials, and I speak to them about what's made me successful in this business, it's always the same thing. I just show up for work. Every single day, I show up for work. I'm consistent every single day. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm not the most dynamic guy in the world, but I show up and work every single day. I think that's the, the consistency is the problem where there's not a, as much consistency there because there's not as much face-to-face communication. It's not much, so I but, think pushing them that way. But maybe we can use that to our advantage. Uh, in other words, if we have somebody who is very tech-savvy, right, or somebody who is very internet-savvy, uh, many companies have grown and, and increased their volume of sales via the internet, right? And, and to the extent that now some retail shops are closing down and are moving more towards selling via the internet their products or, or advertising via the internet. So maybe we can use those younger people to your advantage and and develop a new stream of, of business in a way that we haven't had before and, and sell more products online and have have a whole new website that includes your your products and, and people can shop online and, and return via online or whatever may be online. So use the knowledge of the younger people, younger generation, to, to, to your advantage and say, well, you know, I, I'm used to having my, my shop on Park Avenue or my shop on Fifth Avenue, whatever it may be. But 
maybe now there's a different op- or expand your your view of things and maybe now there's a different way of of doing business which is online and I think that's what things are moving towards in our office I call them the kids I mean they're not kids but <laughs> when we do exactly that because that's what they want to do right so they are helping us grow our uh, brand through social media and they love to do it same Me, here. I yeah, hate same to my do firm it. so they you know it's actually a strength. Now, that's definitely the pro to that, but there's always the pros and the cons, right? So the danger here is that a lot of people are perceiving these digital connections that they have on social media as real friendships, and they're really not. They're artificial friendships. How do you, what, what's your thought on that? Um, that's, good. that's a good question. I think that you're right. I think that it, it's not that they're artificial, artificial friendships. They're just friendships. That's the way it's become. Well, so it's they're not, and they're not real relationships. Well, it's friendships that are not built on real Correct. trust. There's not, there's not really a real relationship there, and they right. think by – by following you on social, I'll see somebody I haven't seen in five years, and it's like, oh, you're doing this, this, and this, and I saw your pictures on social media, right. and they think we're they friends. Think we're fr- they, we're right. friends, and they know me. We're but friends. the truth of the matter but there's is, there's no trust. We didn't jump. We didn't jump off the bridge together. Yeah, exactly. We didn't right. jump off the Highlands yeah. Bridge together. That makes you my friend. <laughs> yeah, right. I trust you. No, but back kind of um, to what Leo was saying about you know internet and, and being more worldwide. I think what you're seeing there's another trend that I think we can use to our advantage. If you look at a company like uh, Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or anything like that, they're localizing everything. And if, if even if you Google anything, if you Google, I want to go to the chiropractor today, it's going to bring up the local people first. Right. So I think that more than anything, everything is becoming more localized. So as we're growing our brand and, and, and we're using social media, I think that we can push millennials or whoever we're hiring to be more local and to get out in the community and be more face-to-face because that's the biggest corporations, the most successful corporations are all focused on local business. Mm. So I think it's also a way to kind of split it and use it both ways. Yeah, and real estate is the most hyper-local business yeah, there is. Real estate is, is local. Yeah. So on, on the other hand, when I get retained by by a younger generation person, they are looking for a lot of guidance. They want the best in the industry. They're looking for the most professional person out there. They, they want to grow with you, but they also want you to give them Make up the advice that they have lacked through lack through the non number of years they've been around, right? So, so if I I'm practicing law for 21 years as a real estate attorney, and I get hired by a 21 year old person hypothetically, right, who's very successful and has done well, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, who's very wealthy, but that person is looking for not only my legal advice but just in in general as for me to guide that person through and give them my knowledge and experience as an older person, older generation. And I think it's the same thing with an accountant or whatever it may be. When the younger ones hire you, they're looking for a little bit more than just that extra. Right. They're really looking for that skill. Yeah, they're looking yeah. for the best in all to grow fast. I, and they're I, willing I to pay extra for that, but they're looking for the global guidance in general. I, I definitely agree. So, Ralph, I want to take you off topic a little bit because prior to the show we were talking about hiring. And hiring the right people and finding them. And we talked a little bit about companies that dominate the market, what they look for in people, empathy, character. They're looking for all that. What are your thoughts on the millennials and, and any generation? When you're hiring, and I know you hire a lot of people on a regular basis, what are you looking for? You know, more than anything I'm looking for, I feel like you either have it or you don't have it. Um, I, I, I kind of – I've met with a couple of people this week, and I went through this. I've been to Tony Robbins. I've been to a million motivational speakers, and I think it's great. And I think if you do exactly what they tell you to do, that you'll be successful. But 
if you don't do it, if you could leave there and be excited and never do it, I'm self-motivated. I get up every single day because I'm motivated on my own. I'm looking for somebody who's self-motivated, that I'm not going to have to motivate by being motivated. Okay. If, by, if they're around me and they, and, and they're, the energy is good and, and they're motivated, I'm going to help them as much, just, just naturally. I'm Let's talk want about to. motivation because mm-hmm. we all know that money matters. But it's never the motivating factor because if the culture isn't right in a company, it doesn't matter how much you pay me, I'm not staying. So what is it that motivates everyone to work with you and do the best that they can? I mean, I always look for people who are competitive. And it doesn't have to be athletes, but I I want competitive people. Mm -hmm. I'm very competitive. It's what what made me excel because I want to be – I like the person next to me, but I also want to beat the person next to me every single day, and I'm going to be competitive about everything I do. So I'm looking for somebody who has that competitive spirit. I'm looking for somebody that wants to be me or better than me on a daily basis. And that may make us part ways at some point because they may go on to another level, but at the same time, we'll be very successful until they get to that point. So I'm looking for people who are definitely competitive, good energy, positive people, um, more than anything. And being competitive is a good thing. Like a lot of people say, oh, competitive, they're ruthless again, and they're not. Being competitive, you could still be very kind and competitive. Absolutely. You and I can compete all day long and still be great friends. The people I respect the most, I think, are the people that are competitive with me. I res- you I respect them the most. That's it. I think, I think there's something called respectful competition. Yep. right? And respectful competition means that, hey, I have to survive. I'm trying to be the best at what I can. You are where you are. Yes, we're competing for similar clients. But on the other hand, I, I don't get dirty. I don't have to. And I, and I taught this to my kids. I said, listen. If you are going to demean somebody else, in no way, shape, or form does it mean that you elevate your own self. It does, there is no correlation between demeaning somebody and elevating your self-worth. Absolutely not. So if, if you see somebody in school and you do not need to, to belittle them in order to feel better about yourself, you are who you are on your own accord and let them be. But, and, if, and if they are trying to belittle you, it means that they are lacking something within their own. Right. They are insecure with Correct. who they are. Absolutely. You, I 100% agree with Respectful you. Respectful competition. Yep. Yes. Yep. Across Love the that. Board. Respectful competition. Love that. Yeah, Love it, and love I think it, that'll love always that'll always push you to the next level. Absolutely. Every single time. And long long term also. Yes. Yes. Long it comes back, it comes back and gives you a beautiful rapport and and people in the industry respect you, prior clients respect you, your family respects you. And, and you keep a, a, a certain character and demeanor that people enjoy being around. And Ralph, you said that you really like it when you have someone that's working with you that wants to do better than you, and you encourage that. That's yeah. because you're very secure with who you are. And even if they are better than you and they get promoted in your company, that's a wonderful thing. Or if they leave and they go somewhere else and they now become your competition, sure. that's a wonderful thing because they were on the journey with you and yeah. that creates a very good culture. I have, you know, I have a, a bunch of examples of it of people who are younger than me that came up under me that left to do to be me. You know, when they left they said I'm going somewhere else to be you. That's a compliment. I don't want to lose them, but at the end of the day it's a compliment and we can still talk afterwards and be peers and and help each other in other ways. So I, you know, and maybe one day you'll be back together. Exactly. <laughs> and in a big in a bigger stronger way. Yeah, and a lot sure. of time that's happened That also. happens. That happens all the time. Yeah. You never know what tomorrow will bring, and you never know who you'll need because we really, truly need others to succeed. You're right, and that's why you don't ever burn a bridge. And never burn a bridge. Just because somebody's leaving you or going on, moving into something else doesn't mean that they're your enemy at this point. Yes. Just, I'll never understand it when people burn bridges. They never, ever, ever burn a bridge. I agree with you. Yep. So there's a book called Cultivate, um, The Power of Winning Relationships, and 
I we have to look it up who wrote it because I don't have that information. I, I, I know who wrote it, but I can't remember right now. Um, I like what he says in that book because he says that there's four types of people in your business life. The ally, the supporter, the rival, and the adversary. And he says that the ally is the person who always has your back no matter what. They're never, ever going to do you wrong. They're always going to have your back. They're going to stick up for you. They're going to push you forward. Then you have the supporter. And the supporter is on your side all the time until the going gets rough. You know, and uh, you know what? I really love you. I, I agree with you, but you know what? There's nothing much I can do for you, you know, but they support you. So you, you have to kind of respect that. Um, the third one is the rival and they, they'll compete with you. They'll compete for your resources. They'll compete for the boss's attention. They'll, they'll compete in everything that they can get. They'll compete for your clients. That's your rival. And then you have your adversary who, you know, self-explanatory, uh, will publicly seek to undermine you. And those are the four different types of people. How are you handling those four different types of people in your business? Um, I think that you have to try to do business with the people that you you feel like are good for your business. I think more than anything, what I've learned the hard way over my career is that sometimes you have to cut relationships off, whatever whether it is one way or the other, just because it's not a positive person that I have around you, and it's not positive for your business. That positive, it may be good, it may seem good business wise. You should never be afraid to walk away from something because you're making money on it, mm-hmm. because it may not be good for you long term. So I've had to you know learn the hard way, but over the last few years, as, as I've matured myself, I've learned that. Sometimes you just have to cut the cord because it's not good for it's not good for me mentally, and eventually it won't be good for me monetarily either. If that's the reason, and sometimes it's just better to walk away before it gets there. Right, but you're always leading by example. I know who you are, and I know the company that you're with. You're always leading by example. You're always showing them that you're the ally, and you're always going to be there. When you when you show them that you're their ally, they're always going to try to imitate that. <clears throat> you know, so. At that point, you'll have one ally, then you'll have two, then you'll have three, then you'll have 10, then you'll have 20. You may not have all of them because you're always going to have those adversaries. You're always going to have them. And those are the ones that you're saying cut out just, because yeah. they're just absolutely undermining what you're doing. Yeah, I think you're better off cutting it. I, again, never be afraid to, to, that you're going to lose the short-term money for the, for the long-term goal. I think that, you know, say that again. Don't be afraid to lose the short term money for the long term goal. I think more than anything, I've learned to be a long term thinker and do what's best. Always think to do what's best long term, even if it's going to cost you money in the short term, do what's best for the long term. So I think sometimes people show their true colors and you just have to move on. Right. I I definitely I I like that you said that very good. So listen, I just remembered. I mean, I just googled uh, cultivate and it was uh, Morag Barrett. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's a it's an excellent book. Yeah, um, yeah I, mean, I just again, I, I I tell everybody that I speak to, especially millennials, that you're going to learn more from your mistakes than anything else, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to make mistakes, and you learn more from mistakes. Well, that's that's yeah. the judgment and experience thing, yeah. right? You know, good judgment comes from experience, experience yeah. and a lot of that comes from bad judgment. Yeah. So <laughs> I right. always I always say to anyone, you know, younger or newer in an industry, you have to look to the veterans because they made all the mistakes. Right. So speak to them and figure out where their good judgment comes from because they used a lot of bad judgment at, at, at different points. Yeah. And yeah. don't be afraid to fail forward. Okay. So I'm gonna quote another author, right? John Maxwell, fail forward. You can't be afraid to make those mistakes. I mean, yes, if you have mentors that you can look up to and learn from, that's great. But you're never going to be super successful if you haven't made a few mistakes. Right. We all fall. There's nobody that's perfect. And no, there's, there's, there's no. nobody that hasn't made mistakes. So I think more than anything, that's, that's the best thing it's ever had. You know, the mortgage industry, the real estate industry, we saw, and every, every, every saw, we saw a rise up to 2008, and then we saw 
right. and I think more than anything, it was probably the best thing that ever happened for my career is because I learned more in the six months at the market crash than I did in the seven years before it. So, so I think I think there's something called experience is priceless, and you can read about how to do things from here to eternity. You can read and read, same like driving. You can read about driving, read about driving, read about driving, how to drive, how to turn, how to maneuver the car. But until such time as when you actually drive and you're on the road and you take the length of time to become a better driver, experience is priceless. So, yes, you're right. But I th- see, the thing is with the younger generation is that they have very high expectations and they all want to become super rich, super fast. How do I get there tomorrow? And, and they don't want to invest... You know, I had a guy come into my my office, a young intern. He said, Lior, how do I become you? And I told him, well, in 20 years from now, when you build one brick at a time, you'll be able to have a castle. But you can't have a castle from today to tomorrow. It takes a brick at a brick, a brick after a brick. It doesn't work that, hi, how do I become you? It takes time of building, building relationships, like we said, building clientele, building your own self. Etc. So it's it's critical. Take the time. Absolutely. When we come back, we're going to have Lior explain that a little bit more in detail and tell us how exactly we can build those relationships brick by brick. And Ralph, I know you want to add to that. And I know, Paul, you definitely have a lot to add to that as well. I'm Victoria Rivadonera, and you're listening to Real Estate Talk on WORAM 710. Every loan has a story, a family, and a dream that fuels it. My name is Jacqueline Sendra, mortgage loan originator number 39117, specializing in first-time homebuyer financing and an array of mortgage products. We recognize the importance of competitive rates and a custom-tailored mortgage loan to suit your needs. United Northern Mortgage Bankers LTD celebrates over 37 years of mortgage banking success. Allow us to help you achieve your dream of homeownership by reaching out to me today at 631-478-2706. Again, 631-478-2706. United Northern Mortgage Lenders LTD, NMLS number 7230, is an equal housing lender and a licensed mortgage banker located at 3601 Hempstead Turnpike, Suite 300, Levittown, New York, 11756, New York State Department of Financial Services. This is Paul Oster, the nation's credit repairman, and I want to help you improve your credit. As the CEO of Better Qualified, I've helped thousands of people over the past 10 years. I'm the credit expert for Fox Business News and all the major networks. I'm a certified FICO pro that uses the consumer laws to help delete negative information off of credit reports. We have a debt elimination program that focuses on the laws surrounding collections, judgments, and charge-offs. You could be entitled to up to $1,000 per violation. Call now for your free credit consultation, 888-533-8138. That number again, 888-533-8138, or visit us on the web at BetterQualified.com. Hi, this is Tom Marinero, the president of Residential Home Funding, a top East Coast mortgage company. Now is the time to buy a home before interest rates go up. Lock in with a low rate today or turn your current home into an asset by cashing in on its equity. Why rent when you can own? Why not get cash out of your home now? So call me right now at 1-800-636-LEND. And as a bonus, if you call me right now, I will waive all of my lender fees. That's right, zero lender fees, saving you thousands of dollars. This offer is for purchasing or refinancing a home. Call me and learn more at 1-800-636-LEND. Residential funding is part of the New York and New Jersey Departments of Banking and Insurance, or NMLS number 36152. The number, once again, is 1-800-636-LEND. That's 1-800-636-LEND. 
RETalkRadio.com is your portal for cutting-edge information to give you an advantage in the competitive real estate market. Now, back to Real Estate Talk with Victoria Rivadinera. And we're back. You're listening to Real Estate Talk. If you're tuning in now, you can hear our entire show by going to our podcast found on RETalkRadio.com. We're here with Ralph DeBugnara from Residential Home Funding and Lior Aldad and Paul Oster, who is co-hosting here today. Lior, before we went to break, you uh, were talking about building relationships brick by brick. How can we do that? How can we build the strongest relationships that last for years? So, so I think I think just it's very similar to what we just have spoken for the last hour, and what I think is very very important and critical is for people to utilize all sources they have because your sources, no matter at what stage of the game, is priceless, and you can begin with the sources of your immediate family. You can begin with the sources of your classmates from college or from high school, no matter where, your sources your sources or your, your connections with people. And you don't have to have a 50-year experience in the industry. It could be your, your, your relatives. It could be your friends from high school. It could be your friends from the neighborhood. It could be your doorman from downstairs. I, I can tell you countless people who have made a lot of money as real estate brokers by having a relationship and a connection with a, bro- with a doorman in the building, right? People with a super, with a doorman, or, or people from the, from the neighborhood knowing that, oh, yes, that person is selling their apartment, or, or that person passed away and now the estate needs to sell, or that person is looking to, got a baby and looking to move to a bigger house or bigger apartment because they have a need. This kind of information that you have relationship, your sources are your, your, I think, your mainstream money-making mechanism. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny you bring that up. Some of the most successful younger people I've hired um, were bartenders, were police officers that started a second career, but they had a big net, they had a huge network. They didn't even know they had a network. So when they came on, it said, write down everybody you know. Right. And, and, we'll, and we'll, we'll send postcards out to them that you're now a mortgage person or a real estate person. But they had a big network, and they didn't even know they had a big network. So I think that's a great point you make, that you, you know a lot more people than you think. Absolutely. I think, I think it's, and it's important, again, build, uh, maintaining relationship with all the people, not burning your bridges while you're in college. I, had, I have, right now, we have so many referrals from people that I went to law school with, people that I went to college with. No matter where, where I am at, at what stage of, the, of, the, of life, that I meet new people and I'm able to connect with them. The former people remain as your, as your sources, right? And then the new people just add on and add on and add on. And then you expand. You, you naturally expand and you're beca- becoming, you're growing, right? You're growing financially and you're growing emotionally. And, and it doesn't have to be referrals of business. It could be assistance in no matter what it is. If I need a, like I, I, I got to know Victoria. It's a pleasure working with her in the title industry. Right or, or I got to know you, and I can refer you now, a client who needs a mortgage. It's all about continuing to build your networking chain of people that you're involved with. And, and it, it's, it's just, I think, some people lack it, unfortunately, and others should learn more about it. Right, Paul? Abs- absolutely. And, I and, totally agree, too. And yeah. again, a lot of that is going to come with, you know, a little bit of experience and uh Bad judgments made along the way, and 
learning and, 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 what and, works and what doesn't work. Yeah, and just and you know back to the same point, just never burning a bridge. Just always kind of staying the course and doing the. If you do the right thing all the time, it'll eventually work out for you long term. I agree. I agree. It's maintaining and keeping and becoming. And you know what? Without touching religion, but that's another source that many people tap into, sure. right? People have their, cho- their church and, and they go they go every Sunday or the synagogue and they go every Saturday. And then there they meet a wealth of people and they say, hey, how are you doing? How are you? How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? And then you build a relationship and then you build a working relationship, right? And, and then my opinion is sit down, take a piece of paper and see all the activities, the YMCA, whatever it is, all the activities that you do and then Next to it, all the people that you know, right? And then you, those are the people that know you, first of all. And then through them, you'll be able to expand. And it's like a... Uh, Your sphere of influence. Yes. Yeah. That, that is it. And again, people do business with whom they like and trust. So it doesn't matter where you know that person from. You obviously have a foundation of people that like you and then people that trust you. And that's where you start. You know, and then you just keep bringing it forward. And, of course, you have to know your business. You have to learn your business. You have to, you know, be the expert. But, you know, they will give you the opportunity and help you along. And it's the strong business relationships that carry us through the the down cycles of our business as well. Yeah, you're right. You know? I mean, at the worst times in this business, and, you know, even the first quarter for most people was slow in, in the real estate business because there's a lack of inventory and whatever it is. The people with the best relationships and the longest relationships will still always do business. You'll Absolutely. always do business. Rates are up, rates are down, houses on the market, houses not on the market. If you have a lot of relationships in a big, net, big network and you work every single day, you'll always do business. Right, and that's because of the reward of the foundation of trust that you built over the years with the people that are around you. We're only as successful as those around us, and we do, again, need people to succeed. Right, Paul? Absolutely. Uh, I just keep thinking uh, – when we were in Florida, you know, Steve Forbes kept, he just said, just show up every day. <laughs> if you can do that, you know, yeah. you have at least half of your so-called competition beat. Show up every day, you know, hire for character. You can always be trained for skill. Yes. Um, but character is something, you know, that, that comes from within. Um, and that's what we try and follow when, when we're looking, uh, you know, for a candidate mm-hmm. uh, to fill a position. I can teach you everything I know about credit, but I can't teach you. You can't teach character. You can't teach integrity. That has to come from within, just like the orange that we're squeezing, right? Whatever whatever comes from within will always come out. So you always want to have that person that has the character, that has the integrity. I I work on a Sunday on purpose. And the reason I start my week on a Sunday is because I have clients internationally. And unlike in the U.S., Many people in Europe and around the world start their, their week on a Sunday. They go to work on a Sunday and they finish on a Thursday. The fact that I'm in the office and my clients from around the world are able to call me on a Sunday and communicate with me, and I start my week based on their time. And Sunday is, is on the premise of, of a weekday. I also work non-U.S. hours. So if I have people in Asia and the guy tells me I want to call you up, but he's 12 hours ahead. I said, call me up. No problem. I, I'll accommodate your time schedule, right, because I can't just work within the box. I have to be considerate to other people, right? The guy the guy is in India or the guy is in, in Asia or the guy is, is wherever he is in the world, right? He's seven hours ahead of us or 12 hours ahead of us. I have to be accommodated. And, and they appreciate that so much. 
the people over there that I'm able to communicate with them and they don't have to wake up in the middle of the night on their time just to talk to me about a particular transaction. You see, those those kind of things, the, the extras, right? I call them the extras. The fact that you are able to accommodate, respect, and communicate with people not just selfishly, right? not whatever suits me, whatever I am. I am going out of my way to maintain our business relationship tomorrow when our relationship ends with a particular transaction and you sold and you bought. You'll remember that lawyer in New York that I was able to call at his 3 a.m. time and he was able to answer. And, and you'll say, wait a second, to your next-door neighbor, wait a second, I have a mortgage broker named Ralph, the number one in the industry. He's the guy you got to call. Yeah. Don't listen to anybody else because that guy goes the extra mile. I was just going to say, it makes you memorable. There you go. Yeah, it makes you memorable. You know, the interesting thing here is that Walt Disney said that if you talk to people who are successful or, or want to be successful, rather, they'll always say, oh, I give 100%, I give 100%. He said 100% isn't what is important. It, you, know, you want to give 100%, but you want to give that extra 1%. It's the extra 1% that would, will differentiate you from your competition. It's exactly what Lior said. That extra 1% of working on a Sunday to accommodate the global buyer that needs him makes the difference. Yeah, no, you're 100%. And, and I'll, be, I'll be envious of the people sometimes that can be successful and set their hours, and I'm not working past this. And, and, and I feel envious of that, but at the uh, same are time— Are they successful? Though? I don't know. And, and the same thing is—, is Again, I, perception. Yeah, <laughs> I think you have to do whatever you have to do. If that means you got to get on the turnpike and change a tire or you have to, for a client or you have to come out on a Saturday morning, or I, I just feel like you have to do whatever you have to do to get the job done. Right. And whatever that means, if that means I have to get my car and deliver something by hand when I'm busy, then I'm going to do it. So it's just— So now I'm going to tell you why I'm smiling, right? Yeah. So if you're watching on Facebook, well, as Lior was speaking, I had this smile— Ear to ear, because I was kind of laughing a little bit, because he said, I work on Sunday. I have to tell you, since I know Lior, I get texts on Sunday all the time. <laughs> now I know why. There you go. <laughs> now I know why. I'm working. <laughs> but I do respond to you, right? Yes, I you do. Respond. You always respond on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> that, that's the extra edge. And, and you know what? I told my kids the same thing with 24 hours. I said, listen, the clock is 24 hours. It is not 12 or 8 if you if you come with a mindset that your clock is 24 and you have to be on to 24 hours and yes you need time off and yes you need to take and slow down but overall it's not 9 to 5 if you want to succeed never right. ever use the excuse that you didn't have enough time that's the worst right. we you know Warren Buffett we all have the same amount of hours in every day so write the handwritten note pick up the phone do the little things, that extra 1% that is going to set you apart from everybody else. Work on a Sunday. Work at nights. You know, work early in the morning. Yeah, you know, more than, and this is something I've gotten from sports and competition, but there's always something, and I think Michael Jordan said it, that there's always somebody, when you're not working, there's always somebody else that is working. So there's always somebody that's working harder from you. So every single time my alarm goes up for 4.30 in the morning because that's when I get up, in my head, I'm like, I have to, I, I have to do this, you know. So right. I, I just because there's always somebody else that's willing to do more. He's up at three, talking to somebody in Asia yeah. at that point. So he's that's already right. out of here. He's ahead of me. <laughs> and then he's texting hand. me. <laughs> exactly. So there's yeah. always somebody else working hard. There you go. There's always somebody out there waiting to take your spot, and that's why it's very important to do what you love. Because success doesn't bring happiness. Happiness brings success. And if you're happy with what you're doing, you will ultimately be successful. And that success that you find within your company, with your coworkers, it transfers to the client. 
And that's really what this show is about because, again, we're consumer-facing. So as a consumer, what should a consumer be looking for when they're choosing a professional, Ralph? When people call me and they say they're not, quote, returning my phone calls. Not returning my phone calls is uh, – when you if you call anybody, if you're calling your salesperson or the person you deal with and their voicemail box is full or they're not returning your phone calls, immediately at that point you should move on to the next person. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I need to back up there because my voicemail is always uh, You have full. to work on that. <laughs> it's always full. you get a lot of messages in a day But or... I do tell everyone in my voicemail, please text me because right, well, I will immediately respond to you by You text. have a disclaimer at least. <laughs> I do have a she disclaimer. She does have a disclaimer. But, yes, I learned from Lior. I have to disclaim. But you just, but you just hit it on the head. You ha- please text me. In this business in this day and age, there's no reason you can't get somebody back a quick response and that's what they're expecting. So I think you have to train yourself where you need to respond quickly and you always, whether it's text, whether somebody calls you and you can't get back to them right now and say, hey, I'll give you a call back later on. As long as you communicate, and again, back to communication, yep. I think that as long as there's good communication, I think as a consumer, you should always, be, always look for somebody who's going to communicate with you and you're in the loop because no news is always bad news. As long, even if you're going to give bad news, as long as you give them the news, people, people will adapt. When you give no news is when there's a problem. Right. So communication is key. That's what they should be looking for. A company that communicates. Paul, you want to add to that? Well, I I couldn't agree more. So especially in in real estate, you know, uh, time is of the essence in everything that we do. So to have a situation where you haven't heard from anybody, again, expect, you know, the next shoe to drop because it's not going to be good uh, the next time that you do hear from them. So um, I, I think you can't set your expectations high enough for the people that uh, first of all, you're paying them to, to work for you. So set your expectations very high. And if they're not doing a good job, find somebody else. All right. Well, Paul, I want to thank you for co-hosting. I'm looking forward to more co-hosting is that it? with you. This is it. We're done. <laughs> it was such a great topic. It went so quickly. It was a pleasure to have you here, Ralph. Me. Thank you very much. Residential Home Funding. Yes, Residential um, Home Funding. How do they reach you? You can find us at rhfunding.com. Um, personally, ralphdbignarod.com. And you can... Hit Get us either place, and we'll be happy to help you. And you think that people can spell deep ignorant? No, they can't. But... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. All right, we'll have the information on our website. We'll also on Facebook. Lior, thank you very much for My always pleasure. being in our studio. My pleasure. Lior brings so much valuable information to us, and we're very, very blessed to have you here. I'm Victoria Rivadonera. Real Estate Talk is heard every Sunday at 5 a.m. on New York's AM 710 WOR. It is also live-streamed on 710WOR.com. You can also listen at your convenience by going to our podcast at retalkradio.com, where you can find information on our hosts, our topics, our blogs, and all other real estate resources. Remember to like us. We do like love on Facebook. Please like us, love us, send us some hearts. Until next time, I'm Victoria Rivadonera. Thank you very much for listening to Real Estate Talk. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.